Welcome to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. Get it, got it, give it. Here in The Sweat Room, we dive into today's questions about sports and faith. And now, here's your hosts, Noah and Bjorn. Today, we have Jake Hannon on the podcast. Noah, I'm going to turn it over to you uh, and your interview with Jake Hannon. Welcome, Jake Hannon, to the podcast. He's the FCA Metro Director of Buffalo, New York. He played hockey for a year at West Point and transferred to Liberty and got a Bachelor of Science in Religion and was voted Defenseman of the Year for his hockey team. Uh, he's, he was assistant coach from 2013 to 2015. He started working at FCA in 2015, and he's currently married to his wife, Rebecca, has three children, Grace, Daniel, and Gabriella. Jake, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Noah. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. So just to kick this off, uh, who's your favorite hockey team and who's your favorite player? Uh, no doubt. Got to go with the Buffalo Sabres. Not even a question. Uh, you know, been a Sabres fan my whole life. Grew up, you know, born in Buffalo, grew up in Buffalo. So uh, through and through, I'm not a bandwagon guy. And I'm believing for Stanley Club as soon as we reopen from the coronavirus. I got the Sabres at number one favorite to win whatever Stanley Cup is coming up. Um, that's how I am, man. Always, always believe in the best for my boys, but, uh, we had a rough season this year. Um, but no sweat favorite player was your other question. Yeah. Okay. Favorite player. So I'm going to, uh, a recent retire recently retired player, Pavel Datsuk, uh, was just a magician on the ice. And now, could you spell things. that name? That, nope, no idea. Actually. My favorite. <laughs> I think it's D A T S Y U K, maybe. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, he played for the Red Wings, and uh, man, he was just so really smart player, and like uh, he was doing some tricky stuff. Um, wasn't really flashy, like he wasn't like prideful with it, but man, he just he was just like always a step ahead of you, and he kind of knew it. And, uh, mm. so yeah, he did some really cool stuff out there. I just love watching him. That's awesome. So jumping right into it. Um, right now we're in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic, like everybody else is. Um, what has been something that has kept you sane during this pandemic? Yeah, man. I think just being with God, you know, I think that it's this, this pandemic has really got kind of I feel like God is kind of calling the world to wake up, you know, and, and go back to what's most important, which is, which is him and being in his presence. And so, um, you know, with, with, with work with FCA, we're, we're doing everything digitally. Um, and we're a little limited in what we can do obviously in person with, um, you know, our organization making decisions and then all the guidelines and we're trying to adhere to them. So, um, we do, you know, as staff, we do have a little bit more, margin to, um, just pray and dream and envision with God. And so, um, yeah, man, just getting, just getting in those tight spaces with the Lord and really pressing in, um, seeking his face. Um, you know, I think that even if you're cooped up all day and you can't, you know, do the things that you normally do, um, that's a way to always stay fresh. You know what I mean? Like, like his mercies are new every morning and there's freshness in, in his presence. And in a moment with God, you know, you can, your soul can just come alive. You can, um, get a revelation about the future or your, your present situation. Um, it's like, you know, it's like lightning. You get in the word, um, 
everything can change. And so never a dull moment with the Lord and then just been spending a lot of time with him. That's awesome. Uh, so how, I, I'd love for you to tell, tell people how, how'd you end up at FCA? Yeah. Um, it was very unexpected. Um, FCA had been and looking to hire a, um, a staff person for Buffalo for a few years. And I guess this probably dates back to maybe 2013, um, 2000. Yeah. Maybe even a little earlier, 2011, 2012, when my supervisor, David Parks, who's the New York director for FCA was hired to staff the state. And so there was a prayer journey, um, and a prayer trail behind it, but I was actually coaching hockey at Liberty university and I would scout, um, hockey players, junior hockey players and prep school players from around the country. And I would go to tournaments and uh, camps and showcases and, I was working closely with the FCA hockey national director named Rick Randazzo, who's actually from Buffalo. Um, and we would go to the FCA camps and recruit our players to come play for us at Liberty. And, um, it was right around 2015, 2014, 2015. Um, you know, the Lord called my family to move to Buffalo and we didn't know what we were going to do. Um, and so, in the, in the midst of that process of just saying yes to God, to come to Buffalo and get involved in ministry, I called uh, Rick, who I had been recruiting players from and just said, Hey, what Lord's calling us to Buffalo um, in terms of like our recruiting efforts, just talk to the other coaches about these players. And he said, what are you going to do when you get there? I said, I have no idea. And he said, well, I know FCA has been looking for someone to work in the Buffalo area. And I said, Oh, wow, that's crazy. I mean, I've never considered it, but I'll look into it. And, um, you know, it was, it was, it was, a, a smooth process. It wasn't a quick process because we prayed a lot and came up to Buffalo for multiple interviews and walked through, um, different trainings. And, um, and obviously as a family, we had to pray about it and, and, um, the Lord confirmed that this is what I was supposed to do. And we started, uh, we're faith funded missionaries. So we started the fundraising process and moved to Buffalo on, a giant leap of faith with not even close to the full amount of our funds raised, but we just went right into it and started plowing and um, the Lord's been super faithful and, and blessed us in really amazing ways. What is one of the most impactful stories uh, during your time at FCA that you've seen so far? Yeah, um, man, anytime I see somebody move closer to the Lord, um, that just excites me, whether that's you know, someone who's donating to FCA, who just, just the, us providing, you know, like a ministry for them to donate to, um, just fills them up, you know, and they're able to use their gift of giving, um, just seeing a coach that, um, just something clicks in their mind when we do like coaches discipleship or at an event. I, I love being at camps when I see coaches that come that maybe they're Christians, maybe they're far from God. Maybe they're not, they have no faith at all, but like you just see their hearts softening, um, throughout like the course of one of our camps. And after we do our huddles and they hear the gospel and just the, the, the culture and the relationships that are formed at one of our camps, like it's really amazing. And then obviously the ultimate win is just like seeing, seeing coaches and athletes come to Christ. And that happens at every camp we do and in some way or another. And, um, yeah, just, you know, when you get people, sports is such a great vehicle for the gospel because, um, it's a common language, but it also gets people out of their comfort zone and it provides a, a, a space, a free space for people to 
experience the Lord. Um, whereas they're not, you know, someone who, who isn't going to walk into the a church on a Sunday, you know, because they're afraid or they just don't care. They don't value that, but they're going to come to a camp or they're going to come to an event. And that gives us the platform to share the gospel with them. And, um, yeah, man, just, just seeing people, it starts like just seeing, uh, athletes hearts just get melted before the Lord and, and watching them cry and just, you know, you, you know, that like something real has happened in their life, that their life is never going to be the same. Definitely, definitely the best part. Mm. So fellowship of Christian athletes is a sports and faith ministry. Um, how are, how, how does God use sports for his glory? How would you answer? Yeah. Good. Great question. Um, yeah. So I think, I think really the word that comes to mind is, is journey. Um, you know, life is really a journey and we all have to walk through challenges and trials and difficult things. And we also get to experience victories and we get to see God do amazing things. But ultimately every, everything we experience as human beings is as Christians is, is, um, intended for us to, to know God more, to know another side of his face. Mm-hmm. And like I said, sometimes that's not always pretty, right? It's messy. It's there's tragedy, there's pain, there's uh, confusion. And, um, ultimately the Lord wishes that in, in all of those situations that we would turn to him. And so I think sports is the same, you know, like every season, every practice, every, every off season, um, is a journey, right? Every camp, every event, um, it's, it's about the journey. And I think, um, sports is almost like, it's like an accelerated space for, for God to work because when we play sports, we're passionate, you know, our hearts are in it. It's maybe it's different from like school where, you know, we just want to go like, just kind of hope, you know, try not to pay attention and leave as soon as we can, you know, um, when we play sports, you know, it's like, we're all in it, you know what I mean? And so, so the things that we experience, like we feel them more. And I think that God really loves that because he's able to then communicate, um, to us through that. And ultimately we, we learn how to interact with him, um, on a deeper level. So I think, yeah, I think it's just the journey. I think it's relationships too. You know I mean? Um, you know, it's, it's amazing to see the relationships that you can build in sports and, uh, some of them are good. Some of them are bad, but ultimately those, those can draw us closer to the Lord as well. How are sports continuing to impact your faith? Um, yeah, so, uh, I love watching sports. I love watching, see how sports are impacting my faith is I believe the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres are going to win a championship at some point. Okay. (laughs) It's on record. (laughs) It's amen. Um, Hey, call me a prophet, whatever. Uh, Do you think, do you see a Super Bowl victory for the Bills in the next three years? You know what? I'm I'm gonna stick with the mantra of the Bills on this, and I'm gonna say let's let's stick to let's trust the process. So I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna make an outlandish, uh, very Buffalo esque emotion driven prediction that we will win a Super Bowl because it's a new era in Buffalo, and I'm so thankful for Coach McDermott and the staff and Brandon Bean and and the Pugos for what they're doing for our city. Um, but it, you, it just feels way different. You know, it's like 
as Bills fans, we're crazy. We smash tables and we, you know, everyone, the whole world knows that we're the craziest fans. And, uh, right. we, but now we have some stability, you know, we have some people that are really doing it the right way. So, mm-hmm. but I will say, I will say, I think that I will be surprised if the bills don't win the AFC East this year. And nice. I do think that we're going to go deep. I don't know what it looks like at the top, but <laughs> it's going to be fun. No Tom Brady. So, well, <laughs> that's right. But back to the, <laughs> the question, I guess we got on the rabbit trail. Uh, how are sports just like impacting your own faith journey? Yeah. Um, well, I do get to play. We have a hockey league of like 85 guys called the integrity hockey league through FCA. And, um, I get to be a leader on one of the teams and just, um, it's just fun to be a part of the ministry in that way. So, um, yeah, even this year, like I was super challenged, um, personally, like, Hey, like, um, cause I think ultimately as Christians, like if we're, if we're going to work at the bank or if we're going to preach a sermon in the pulpit on Sunday, or if we're, uh, at home doing dishes, like, or if we're playing a sport, like whatever we're doing, it, it's ultimately, um, God gives us these, these spaces to, um, to, to, to love, right. To love others. And if they become like checkbox things, then that could be dangerous because, um, we're not going to be operating at our full capacity of, of, of carrying the gospel. Right. So even this year I, I was faced like personally, like God challenged me, like, why are you doing this? You know? And I started to get, I was getting frustrated, you know, as a season goes on with just things that happen. And he was just like, Hey dude, don't care that you're a missionary. Don't care that you're the FCA director. Like you are, you, like, you need to swallow your pride right now and you need to go, you know, be a light and you need to go just be in love with me and in love with the guys on your team. And it was a really cool moment for me where like, I, I said, okay, I'm sorry. Like, let's go. And, and, um, a couple of weeks later we had just an amazing, amazing opportunity come up in the locker room and I was able to share. And, um, it was just like the God's spirit just really dropped in our locker room. It was just a really cool moment. And so, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, that journey, you know, of just like, just relating to God. I mean, that still happens for me in what I do, um, just playing sports, but also in in the work that I do as well. Mm, That's powerful. Um, for you, what has shaped your day-to-day walk with Christ? So what is, what does that look like for you and your, your day-to-day walk with Christ? Like what is, how are you continue just, just to be sharpened and, and getting, and just growing your relationship with Christ? Yeah. Um, well, I just, I love, um, I think God just, he wants our hearts. Um, so I think that, you know, for me, I'm, I do like structure. I do like doing the, um, you know, the the Bible studies and the devotions and chopping off time. But I, I just like to try to give my, try to give God the best, you know? So, um, as I hear him calling me, I try to just be able at any point in the day to just like stop what I'm doing and just pause in his presence, you know, and, um, uh, and just step out or whatever that looks like and, and pull out the word and just begin to pray and, and just begin to worship. Um, and I mean, I do have structured times throughout my day where like, I know I'm gonna, I'm going to pull out the word. I know I'm going to be in his presence, but ultimately like it's, it's all about like, like the God, like Jesus said, like the greatest commandment is like, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. 
you know, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so it's really just about falling in love with him. You know, I think that we, we get it twisted and we make it super religious and we, uh, it's almost like we try to earn God, you know, and really he, he's called us to rest in him. Jesus said, come to me, all who you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And, um, so yeah, just finding that space, you know, to, to let my soul rest in the creator, rest in the, in the space that's actually the safest place for it to be. Um, just try not to get too busy, right. To like, to make sure I do that. Mm. So for you, how do you really just, I guess, eliminate those distractions and, and hear God's voice. How, how do you, how do you know where, where to discern? Like, like, for example, like when you were called to Buffalo or you, just, just like one of those examples of, of hearing God's voice. And that's where, where you're going to, that's how you know it's God's voice. How do you discern that? That's a really good question. Such a good question. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I think we all have a different way of hearing God, you know, and I think God knows that about all of us. So I can share kind of how I hear God's voice. And I, I guess I would hope that it's not like a, a, a one size fits all, or that if someone that hears this doesn't hear God this way, that they don't feel like condemned or like they're doing something wrong because sure. um, I think we have to practice that, you know what I mean? And it's a lifelong journey of just, learning, learning him. Um, but for me, um, you know, I, I, I guess I could say I I almost see things. Um, and I see things that are like too good to be true or they're like, um, very improbable and, uh, way out of, uh, the way, way beyond anything I could do in my own strength. You know what I'm saying? So coming to Buffalo, the Lord, he really showed my wife and I through prayer. And as we were just driving around Buffalo, you just began to feel his presence and feel and just almost feel in our bones. Like you just know that, you know, something, and he just began to give us a vision, I guess, seeing things kind of not with our eyes, because what we saw with our eyes was Buffalo was the city that we love, but you know, Hey, Buffalo is one of the top 10 least Bible mined cities in, in, in the country. Right. Like according to Barna. So, but not seeing that, but seeing revival, seeing, you know, a land of dry bones, but believing that God could breathe, you know, through his spirit on the bones, like Ezekiel, the prophet, the old Testament said, you know, come alive, dry bones. And, and the bones came alive and the Lord said, you know, prophesy to the breath. And, and he said, you know, dry bones breathe, you know, and it, and it created this massive army. And so, um, always like when we hear God's voice, we go back to scripture and we, we, we process it through how he might be communicating to us through his word. But I think we also, like my wife and I, like we allow a lot of space for the Lord to just talk to us. And we just, I think really, it's just anticipating like so many times we miss God because we're simply not anticipating the fact that like he wants to talk to us, you know, he's like, he's got a word for us every day. He's got, he's, he wants to, um, the Bible says that, you know, the Lord reveals his secrets to the ones that love him. And so just believing that he, he wants to talk to us and, and, um, we just gotta just be there, be with him. And, and I guess it would look different kind of for, for all of us. Being the FCA director of Buffalo, um, how have you seen God move in Buffalo? For sure. Um, yeah. So I think one thing is just seeing God, uh, move through, I guess what, 
what we call the church of Western New York. Um, so many churches, so many church leaders are realizing that we're not really afforded the luxury of working in silos and, you know, a partnership in the gospel is so crucial. You know, um, we're in a city that, like I said earlier, is considered one of the top 10 least Bible minded cities by Barna and almost post-Christian. Um, and so, you know, we need each other and we need to lean on each other across denominational backgrounds. And so just seeing churches work together, um, has been so cool. And just to be part of that as a parachurch ministry, um, we've been very blessed to be, um, just have great, such great friends and connections and amongst the churches of Western New York. Um, and, and then, yeah, like, so even as an example, like we did a, a camp in the North towns a few years ago, uh, FCA sports camp, and we had five churches that just partnered to do the camp. And each week we did the camp at a different church. And, um, you know, the leaders from the churches were a big part of it. And it, it was so cool because, uh, you know, obviously the kids were impacted, the coaches were impacted and, mm-hmm. and it was just an amazing time. But I ha- I heard so many testimonies afterwards, after the camp of the church leaders saying like, we're so thankful that we got to do this because we're like really good friends with the the leaders of that church now. And like all these churches were within two or three miles of each other, you know? So just right. to see God, like really just really taking us back to like the roots of Christianity. Um, and so, yeah, it's been really cool to see that. And I guess just with FCA, just the team that we've built and, and the people that are involved in our ministry, we're just very thankful and blessed that God has, given us, um, just some really amazing relationships. And, um, we're very excited about where we're going and, and this, this, the team that we've built and the the staff that we're going to be hiring and just, um, yeah, we're, I mean, God has great plans for all of us. So we're, we're super pumped. Mm, That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, just as we close out, do you have any final remarks just, just in regards of FCA for Buffalo, your faith, any of those just to finish up? Yeah, no, I'm really honored. Thank you so much for having me on and, uh, really believe in what you guys are doing at Watermark and thankful to be friends and partners with you guys. And, um, you know, if they're like, we're, we're here to serve. So if anyone listening, um, if, you know, if we can serve you in any way, please let us know. You can find uh, more information about our ministry at uh, www.fca.org or our local site is, is buffalofca.org. And um, there's lots of ways to get involved. Obviously, right now with the, with the pandemic, we're doing everything digitally. So we're super limited in terms of our events and our camps and stuff. But um, we'd love to build relationship with anyone that wants to get involved and we can uh, certainly talk about what God might want to do in the coming months. And as we navigate, you know, the end of this um, virus and, and uh, get things back to normal. Thanks for joining the podcast, Jake. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Noah. Well, thank you, Jake, for joining the podcast today. Bjorn, what were your thoughts on the podcast today? Yeah, I thought it was a it was a great interview. Uh, I love Jake Cannon. He's become a, a good friend of mine and a you know a colleague as we work together both in in sports and ministry here in Buffalo, New York. Um, I've loved that partnership with FCA, and I'm so excited for uh, what the future holds in Buffalo as as God's been God's been working and moving and 
in Jake's heart through their organization um, and also in, in the South Town specifically at Watermark and, and what we're doing here. Um, yeah, I, I love hearing a little bit of, of, of some of his background to moving to Buffalo. Uh, I, I knew some of this story uh, from, from talking to Jake before, but there's definitely some things that I, I learned. Um, and, and just hearing about the faith and the trust that he needed to have and that he sort of learned through the process of moving to Buffalo uh, was, was really powerful. Um, you know, that's really when he was, you know, he was getting it, uh, is, is, is when he was, you know, that, that moved to Buffalo. That's when he got it. Uh, he had that faith and that trust to him and his wife to do that. A huge step there. Um, so it's very, you know, it's, I, I admire that step of faith a lot. Uh, a lot, you know, when he was talking about sports for, for God's glory, um, and he was talking about the journey, you know, the journey of life and the journey of sports and the different things that, that we can learn through those trials, tribulations, pain, confusion, whatever that is, uh, through relationships that we build in life, relationships we build in sports, and really seeing that correlation there was was really powerful. And, and it, you know, I could I could tell that um, this is a guy who he gets it. You know, he he's got it. He's been working in sports and ministry for a while now, and and he gets how sports can be such a powerful tool um, to connect with people and to grow closer with God specifically. One of the most fascinating um, parts of, of that interview, I think, to me was, was when you asked the phenomenal question about how, how Jake is able to discern what God is saying to him. And, and that's a question that I think every, every Christian and, and even those that are, are, are not Christians have wrestled with is how do we hear from God? If we know that God is here with us and we know that he lives inside of us, if we know that we can talk to him, how can we how is that communication reversed? You know, communication is a two-way street. How do we hear from God? Um, and, and, and I love what Jake had to say with that. It's different for everyone. And, and that's something that I, you know, that I still need to learn for myself is that I don't hear from God the same ways that Jake Hannon does, or that you do, Noah, uh, is that we're all different in how we hear from God, but there are some specific ways. And I, you know, him saying that, you know, him and his wife has, have, have a, you know, a God-given gift to maybe see potential in things where it's not yet there, um, seeing the best in things before it's yet to happen. And, you know, their, their dream and vision for Buffalo and how, you know, moving here and taking that step of faith and trusting, oh, you know, what was it now, five, six years ago, seven years ago or so, um, that was just really, you know, encouraging to me uh, that he hears from God and discerns in that way. Uh, for, for me specifically, one of the things I was told when I was younger, and I, I love this, and I, and I try to tell this to as many people as possible because I know how profound of an impact it had on me, was that, you know, when I'm trying to hear from God, I had a, uh, somebody, a mentor, tell me growing up, like, you know, you're trying to hear from God, and they asked me, are you reading scripture? And at that time, I'd be like, ah, not really, like, you know, here or there. And, you know, he, he sort of came back and he said, all right, well, the Bible is what God has already told you. Those are, you know, spirit-breathed wisdom, words that God has already told to you. And if you're trying to hear from God, why not go to the place that he has already spoken to you? Uh, and that was so powerful to me is that, you know, when I'm trying to hear from God, I got to lean on scripture. And, and I loved when Jake was talking about praying through that, um, praying through scripture and going to scripture. Because, you know, like, yeah, we're, we hear this from the Lord. We get these visions, these dreams, but then we always go to scripture next. And pray through that to, to really discern where that comes from. Um, 
Right. So I love that. I thought that was a phenomenal question, Noah. Just, um, yeah, asking yeah. Jake about that. Anything you have to add to that? No, I just really enjoyed Jake um, and just his heart for, for ministry in Buffalo. And, um, and I, I love asking just like the more in-depth questions with that because it's so easy to be like, well, I heard from God. And I think a lot of people listening, it's very easy to say, well, how? You know what I mean? And I think Jake gave a, gave a great answer. So you want to tell us a little about your interview for next week? Yeah, absolutely. So next week, uh, I'm going to be interviewing a good friend of mine, uh, a buddy from high school and college. His name is Jordan Mullen. Um, he's, a, he's been a successful high school athlete here in Western New York, and then also a very successful college athlete in Western New York. Uh, and he's now uh, serving, working in the sports field, um, but as sort of a retired competitive athlete, uh, so we're excited to hear from him a little bit of his story, what his life looks like now. And here is a little excerpt from that interview with Jordan. I think the greatest thing that you can learn from sports and that I've learned from sports is just what you take away from sports that is completely separate from the actual game. Mm, yeah. Um, the, the whole mentality of training yourself and pushing yourself and getting better as, as an individual so that you can uplift your teammates so that you can uplift your coach so that, so that you can put towards something that's so much greater than yourself. Well, thank you for listening to the sweat room where you get it, got it, give it. Thanks for listening to the sweat room, a podcast of watermark Wesleyan church. 